Deer hunters, wake up. I know you're heading out to the club, to the deer stand. Get out there early. Because the deer ruts on, deer are moving around. Be safe out there. We hope we checked our climbers and our stands and got all those rotten boards fixed before we started that climb. A lot of uh, accidents can happen around even just the tree stands in deer season, uh, not to mention the motorists who are out there with the moving around deer. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Carolina Outdoors. Your host here, Bill Barty. Wildlife is a big topic. We talked about uh, the deer moving around. You can go back and uh, listen to David Gaskin. He's been on the program talking a little bit about North Carolina deer season. He talked a little bit about western elk as well, as he's a well-regarded, well-known uh, Wyoming deer uh, elk outfitter and guide uh, just check it out on the podcast but we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on at the coast because the false albacore run is going on and a lot of anglers are heading to the north carolina coast the bluefish run will be happening as well um, and a lot of people are going to be heading to the outer banks for that but as we move here towards uh, western North Carolina, moving inland and across for our North Carolina mountains, it has been tremendously dry. In fact, we've had only two inches of rain in over two months of time, and uh, even parts and counties of western North Carolina have had less than that. So what does that mean? Well, for the trout streams, they are very low right now. It means that their field of view is uh, narrowed a bit. Uh, it means that they are in larger pools. If you're fishing, uh, trout fishing, you need to find the fish before you even attempt at fishing for them. You have to find them in the pools. The good news is there's a lot of top water activity, and if you've never gone fly fishing, um, a dry fly, a top water lure that lands on top, you get to see the strike because of their uh, field of vision in low water it makes for a, a lot of better topwater fishing and so people are enjoying enjoying that as well one change that it has created uh, for many and you've heard it here uh, as we air via the airways of wbt radio up and down the eastern seaboard early on a saturday morning is we have a burning ban that has uh, taken place in 30 counties now in western North Carolina. In fact, starting at Mecklenburg, moving north, and then heading west, all of those counties are in a burning ban. But for those of you who may be heading to our North Carolina mountains for a, a fishing trip, a hiking trip, or a camping trip, does a burning ban mean the same as a ban on campfires? Uh, it took a little research on my part, but the answer is no. Currently, you can have campfires in uh, the national forest and the, in the national parks as well. National forest, just think of them as a place like uh, Nantahala National Forest or Pisgah National Forest. Um, you can have uh, campfires in those places, but it needs to be in a managed uh fire ring. You cannot have them outside of that. Now, National Forest and the parks and including the state parks may end up putting burn bans into place. That has happened before due to conditions 
Uh, so you need to check it out if you're planning a trip up to one of our national forest, national parks, or state parks. Um, and, and the conditions may include not only being dry, but also being windy as well. So the uh, burn ban that we've heard so much about has to do with the permitted of uh, yard debris, of any kind of uh, burning like that due to low uh, rainfall. Um, and drier weather uh, has moved on these burn bands, and you cannot have them, but you can, if you're going on a, on a camping trip, have a campfire, but only in managed camp rings and managed camp areas that are for fire can you have those. Uh, with that being said, back to fishing, uh, over at Jesse Brown's, we've had a lot of people who are sneaking in, booking fly fishing trips. We have waiting trips for our North Carolina mountains. More, uh, more times than not, these are people who are either first time fly fishing. They want to learn the sport so that they can enjoy it for the rest of their lives. They are learning it with a loved one. This includes boyfriend, girlfriends, uh, spouses. Uh, father, sons, mother, sons, mother, daughters, that group, those groups of people have been in Jesse Brown's booking these one-day waiting trips. And those, those again, are day trips that go to our North Carolina mountains. Um, and they're a full day. I mean, you meet at your guide or instructor, 8 a.m. You're usually done at 4 p.m. or so. But with that being said, you have learned a sport that you can enjoy. We have another group of people who are utilizing that particular guided trip so that they can kind of hone skills that they've already been working on. Maybe they've already been in the sport of fly fishing, but they're having trouble with maybe their setup, their their rig for, um, for fishing, or they want to work on their nymph theory, or maybe their casting uh, and again, the depth that their setup is rigged for in our North Carolina waters. If you're interested in any trip like that, you can contact us at Jesse Brown's. The brick and mortar is located in the Sharon Corners Shopping Center. That's in the heart of Charlotte Shopping District. Uh, Jesse Brown's is just climb Mount Jesse Brown's. Or you can email us, jesse at jessebrown.com. We'll get that email. Pick a date. That's the hardest part of the trip is picking a date that you can take uh, you for yourself, for a loved one, for you both to get out there and enjoy the sport of fly fishing. But once you pick that date, once you do the hard part, everything else falls into place. You will receive an email from Jesse Brown's kind of with instructions, with a request for what lunch that you may want for that day, uh, things that you may want to work on. It has your guide's name, his phone number. It has a North Carolina fishing license link. It has a payment link. It has all of those things, what to wear, um, so that you can enjoy a day on the water. Uh, once all that comes through, your guide will call you before the trip. Many of you have heard head fly fishing guide and instructor from Jesse Brown's Elijah St. Blancard on the program um, talking about these day trips and talking about some of the accomplishments that his anglers, his clients that are u- utilizing 
the waiting trips from Jesse Browns, what they are accomplishing, and again, celebrating the sport that they are entering in, the sport of fly fishing. And you've heard it said on this program, you've uh, read it in the books, you've seen it on television, that trout do not live in ugly places. And of course, here in the Carolina, the Carolina outdoors, western North Carolina, the trout are living in one of the most beautiful places in the world, in our opinion. And this is are places that are accessible simply by a two-hour drive west that you can head out and enjoy not only the sport of fly fishing, but also the nature that is involved. It can be the waterfalls, the babbling brooks, the splashing of a wild rainbow or brook or brown trout in these water or maybe it's a stocked fish because uh, you, the hatcheries that North Carolina is utilizing are stocking anywhere from 8 to 10 to 12 inch fish but they're also putting in some larger fishes larger fish as well in uh, some of these 30 plus North Carolina delayed harvest streams uh, for more information on that, again, go to the podcast, type in Jake Rash. He is a biologist, cold waters researcher for the North Carolina State Wildlife Resource Commission. He's been on the program talking about that, a contributor to the Carolina outdoors. Also, via podcast, we talked a little bit about um, hiking in earlier episodes. In fact, last week, if you missed it, we had Mary Cole on the program who talked about a 30-foot fall she took during a hike to Lookout Mountain. That's over in the Chattanooga metro region, uh, the Chickamauga National Forest and uh, the Sunset Rock, which is a hike that Mary Cole often likes to do since she moved to that area. But she was on the program talking about a misstep that she took, something that looked like it was solid ground. She took a step there. It was not solid ground. It was uh, uh, leaves covering a fall that she took 30 feet. Thankfully, she was okay. You can hear her again on highlights of the Carolina outdoors uh, during that conversation. But it made uh, us think about how you can be safe, not only on hiking trails during the fall, especially when leaves are falling and they're covering some of the places that we are stepping, but also in western North Carolina including these trout streams and sh trout areas, but waterfall safety, how you can uh, be safe when you're hiking around those. Always be conservative when you're hiking around waterfalls. Acknowledge previously the danger of the waterfalls. Uh, never hike around falls if it's below freezing because that icy, slippery steps can become more and more dangerous as it's below freezing. Um, um, and also be cognizant of algae and leaves that are on rocks around waterfalls and take hiking poles, hike with a friend, and let some loved one know where you are. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Outdoors. Don't go away. I'm coming back on the other side. This is Bill Barty, your host of the Carolina Outdoors. <laughs>